Welcome to CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Mabra. This is your one-stop shop to learn the business side of your practice on a deeper level. On this show, we empower you to own your CEO status to scale your practice for growth, sustainability, and profit. Listen in as we talk about how to market your practice to gain more visibility, hire, build, and engage your ride-or-die dream team, create streamlined operations, and make financial decisions as a CEO. It's time to show up as a confident leader to create a practice and life you love. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. It's Brandy, and I'm really excited to bring to you today's episode. So we are actually speaking with Dr. Jade E. Norris, MD, and she is a board-certified family medicine physician in Las Vegas, and she's a devoted Christian wife and mother. She focuses on wellness and prevention using the principles of lifestyle medicine in her inspired health method to assist her patients in preventing and reversing chronic diseases. What I loved about this interview is that she gave so many permissions for boundaries, balance, business, especially for the folks who I know are listening who are overwhelmed, (laughs) maybe tired, busy, you know, because let's be honest, trying to create a business or trying to create anything out of nothing takes work, right? And so one of the things that I loved the theme of this whole podcast episode was balance and giving yourself permission to fill up your cup first, which is the core of the messaging, right? That I'm always putting out. That's the reason why I want your practice to run without you. That's why I want you to, you know, stop working the early mornings, the late nights and the weekends. So what I love about this episode is if I feel like my message could be in a picture, it would be Dr. Jade waving back at you um, based on all of the things that she said. So this is a really great episode. So if you have told yourself that my clients and patients will be mad at me if I hold my boundaries, that I have to work all the hours in order to make more money. There's no way that I'm going to be able to be a mom or be a wife or to be a really great partner and still have a business that is sustainable. She's going to prove you wrong. So it's a really, really great interview. We talked about her business model. One of the things that I want to make sure that I get across is that you can pull really great best practices and tips from any industry that you can pull back into your practice, right? So if regardless of the specialty that you're in, you don't just have to do what your specialty does, right? You can always, always think outside the box. So what I loved about her is she did, she thought outside the box, she did something different when it comes to primary care, which is actually something like her business model, you can implement in any industry, actually any specialty, if you really decide to do that. The other thing too, that I loved about this, about this podcast episode is she talked about operations and the importance of it when it comes to automations, right? And so there is a time and place for when you need to hire, but the system is always to make sure that you're paying attention. Do we need to eliminate this process? Can we automate this process? And then the last step is, do we need to delegate this process? So really leveraging your EHR system or your EMR um, is so critical, making sure that you have the right tools in place that you're using inside of your practice. So we dive into a little bit of that as well. And that has been part of her secret to success 
when it comes to her practice, right? And so that sustainability is truly the team portion, but also the operations portion and really leveraging your EHR system. So a lot of the clients that we end up working with, I'm always like, get to know your EHR system, get to know it intimately, make sure that you're leveraging it. And so she talked a little bit about that in this podcast episode too. So just so many good gems, good gems. So as usual, make sure you get a notepad, get a pen. If you're in the car or doing something else and you're not able to write this down, then I know that you're going to want to go back and listen to this episode in order to pull out all the nuggets, all the great nuggets that you're about to listen to. So enjoy the episode. Hi, Dr. Jade. Welcome to CEO Conversations. I am so excited to talk to you today. I love everything that you've been doing when it comes to your business and just how you've been able to find balance and tackle burnout and have being a mom and a busy professional too. So I'm really excited for our audience to listen in on our conversation today. So welcome to CEO Conversations. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. You're welcome. You're welcome. So let's go ahead and dive in. So we were talking a little bit before we even hit record about how you are a busy mom, right? You have two, you have two little ones at home. You've been able to build a practice that serves you compared to you serving it, which is the core of my message. You know, I'm always in a place of trying to set folks up to where their, you know, their practice isn't running them, but they are the ones running their practice. So tell us a little bit more about your journey and more about you and what you got going on and the amazing things that you're doing in the world. Thank you. So I'm Dr. Jade. I'm a board certified family medicine physician, certified in obesity medicine. My mission with opening Inspire Primary Care, which is my membership medical practice in Las Vegas, is to one, help busy professional women balance business and wellness, um, help them to transition to a healthier lifestyle and a healthier weight and maintain that long term, and to help them prevent and reverse chronic diseases. I work with men too, but busy professional women is what I work with the most. Um, And it's been a joy to help my patients to transition to healthier weight, healthier lifestyle, while they are CEOs and running businesses and balancing all that women balance, especially with kids. And a big part of that is doing it in my own life and being that example. So I have two little ones at the time of this recording. I have a one-year-old, Aaliyah, who's about to be two, and Ava is four, and and they keep me busy. And when I opened my private practice, um, Aaliyah was four weeks old, maybe five weeks old. So it's been a busy time over the last two years opening this practice and um, growing a wellness community globally. And it's just been a joy. So a big part of what I love to do is to just let women know that, yes, we can do this. We can grow businesses and also enjoy our, our private time. Our self-care is a big part of what I share as well. Yeah, no, I love it. I love the message. I love the work that you're doing. So I am definitely interested in how you are finding balance, right? And so I know just from behind the scenes, you've been able to, at this point in time, been able to build like a multi six-figure practice, which is nothing to sneeze at for sure. And so I'm curious to know, how have you been able to find balance with everything that you got going on? Yeah, business boundaries are a big part of how I strike balance. When I am in my business hours, I go hard for my patients. I I give them my all, but when I'm off, I'm off. And that's been a really big thing and not only keeping my patients accountable to that and those boundaries, but keeping myself accountable to that and not, you know, let me sneak Mm. a few more emails when the kids go down. It's no, I'm on or I'm off. 
and really being clear about that and reminding others when they accidentally email me or text me, my patients have my cell phone number and my business model. So if they text me and it's 501, me not just saying, oh, it's 501, let me just return. No, now there's an auto text that happens as soon as five o'clock hits that says, you know, we're outside of business hours. Dr. J will be back in the office tomorrow at eight. So having those things in place, those automations in place and helping my husband also helps keep me accountable because I do love what I do. So it's easy for me to try to sneak a little bit of things in after hours. But that has been great for me. And also having a morning routine that fills my cup before I pour out into others has been key and crucial for me. I, I tell people all the time on my socials that, you know, my morning routine is prayer and Peloton. So I start my morning with prayer, followed by Peloton that really fills my cup. And then I'm ready to start pouring out to others and doing my girl's hair, getting them off to daycare, seeing what my patients need. But having those things in place regularly, taking weekends off, evenings off, those times are for myself and for my family. So having those clear boundaries has really helped everything to nothing gets dry. It's a continuous cup that's overflowing. Oh, I love it. I love it. And so many things, because I think when it comes to boundaries, it's really challenging. Like we talk about boundaries a lot, especially I think we give that to like the patients that we work with, or I know even for me, I'm always telling my clients, like you have to honor your boundaries. What are your boundaries? Um, you know, and so what I loved what you said is like at 501, that automation <laughs> response reminder comes on. And it sounds like that you've even partnered with your patients to set the expectation and to almost like train them, right? And so one of the things that I've always said throughout my journey in healthcare, like you have to train your patients on what the expectations are, how how you are here to serve them, um, what the boundaries are. So how have you been able to honor your boundaries? Because it's one thing to say, oh, I have boundaries. It's something completely different for you to have. And it sounds like too, like your family plays a role into holding with the accountability piece. But for somebody who might be struggling with honoring their boundaries and even know what the boundary is, because I know a lot of, of the folks who are listening, this is definitely a hot topic. What is your secret to actually at 501, not wanting to send the emails, not wanting to work a couple extra hours, but really giving yourself the time and grace that you deserve in order for you to fill back up your cup. So that way you can show up and more empowered when working with your patients. So what's your secret? My secret is really just knowing what you value. Mm -hmm. And I value my family time. I value giving my patients super high quality care. Like when you look at my website, my Google reviews, there's nothing but five stars. I value that mm -hmm. because I really want to serve them the best with the best quality care I can. That, that's a part of my mission, right? So, and I can't do that if I'm burnt out. I can't do that if I'm not taking breaks. I just came back from a mini vacation with my husband yesterday and my family yesterday, took a day off, closed down the practice an extra day. Why? Because I needed to fill my cup and now I'm back to serve them 100%. So I shoot on all cylinders. I shoot for all A's. I mean, I think most doctors yeah. do, right? <laughs> and I know I can do that. Yeah, I know I can do that when I am giving 100% in the different areas. Now, this is a continuum. This is a continuous effort. This is continuously revisiting and revamping and having new conversations and, and, and striking that balance. I don't think it's ever like, oh, I have it set and that's it. It's a continuum, just like your health and wellness journey, right? I talk about that with my patients, right? Until we die, we're going to be working on our wellness. We're trying to maintain it if we're where we're at. And it's the same thing with my, my self-care and my business boundaries. 
I have a good a good template, right? I know what I what really fills my cup. I know I need to start my morning with prayer and Peloton, but that may not be what everyone else needs. Mm-hmm. They need to figure out what fills their cup before they start pouring out to others. I know I need a monthly spa day. Mm-hmm. I know I need evenings and weekends off. I know I need date night weekly with my husband. I know Friday nights are my little uh, quote unquote girls night with my toddlers. And that those are things that fills all of our cups in different ways. And we figure that out and we figure out how to implement it, schedule it, stick to it. And then if we need to create new things, then we do that as we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So it sounds like that you're even giving yourself permission to change it if needed, just depending on what's happening as well. And when you're saying Peloton and prayer, the, the first thing that's coming to my mind is like PMP, like I need my PMP time in order to be able to show up more empowered. So tell me a little bit more about your business model. I love your business model. I think that, you know, one of the things they've even when we're thinking about interviewing people or just looking at different practices is outside the box thinking. Um, And so for primary care, there are, there's definitely different types of models that you can have. I don't think most folks think about, unless if they're in healthcare, in primary care, they think about direct primary care when it comes to membership or concierge type medicine. So how did you come across your business model? Yes. So I, Growing up, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I was always one of those kids who wanted to know how businesses grew. Mm-hmm. And, and I, my pediatrician had a private practice, and I knew I wanted to be a doctor. Starting at four is when I started saying it. So <laughs> I thought in my mind, I want to have a private practice like my pediatrician had, right? Um, but as we went through medical training, we are trained to, to say or think that, oh, private practices no longer exist. Insurance companies bought up all private practices. You just have to be an employee doc. And so I thought that dream, that childhood dream of having my own practice, I was like, oh, well, that doesn't exist anymore, right? So as I was just having a little side conversation with one of my attending physicians, our supervising physicians while I was in residency, and they were like, you know, what do you want to do? And what do you, what's your big picture dream when it comes to being a doctor? And I started explaining what that looked like. I want to be a community doctor. I want to help my patients with wellness. I want to be able to really spend time with them. I wanted to feel more like that old school feel where they're like, oh, I just need to ask Dr. J. She's an easy call away type of feel. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but that's what I really dream of doing. And she was saying, well, it sounds like maybe you want to do something like direct primary care. I'd never heard of that. And I just went home and started binging all things direct primary care. Luckily, at that time, one of the blessings of COVID for me was that the conferences, the national conferences were virtual and they were free for residents at the time. So while my colleagues were, you know, working, I was over here binging and attending conferences virtually, um, which led to me doing business plans while I was in residency. And so I, for those three years of residency, like as a part time, I was like an MBA, MBA uh, minor while other people were, you know, signing contracts to be employed. I was launching my business straight from residency. And so that's when I learned about membership medical practices, also called direct primary care practices. Concierge is a style of that as well. Um, my practice falls more into the direct primary care. But that's when I heard about it was during residency. I found mentors that did their practice and opened their practice straight from residency. They became mentors. I visited their practice. So it was. I had that three years of residency where I was growing and figuring out how to launch a business straight from training. Oh, I love it. I love it. So I know with you, I read on your website when we were preparing for this that you specifically 
part of your decision was because of the lifestyle that you wanted to have and because of your mom. So I'm curious to know inside of your membership, how do you handle with having the, the different members? You said earlier that each each patient sounds like they have your cell phone. Uh, what type of team support do you have to help you be able to implement your model? So a big part of my my goal, because I already had you know debt from, from my training, a big part of my goal was to really open a debt-free medical practice. So I figured out how to make that happen. That was a big part of what I, I was able to accomplish. I'm really proud to have a debt-free business and now be profitable six plus six plus figures from there. But I started my business with me and automations. Mm -hmm. And I tell people and I share with people that you start with what you have. We don't wait for everything to be perfect. We don't have to wait for everything to be um, super profitable. I started my business with $10,000 that I saved for my residency money and it grew and scaled from there. So I started with automations. Calendly was a big part of my business. MailChimp, I started with the free newsletter, um, my electronic medical record. It has everything built into one. So the text messaging, the email integration, uh, all of that is built into the EMR. It does all of the practice management aspect for me. So all the patient does is put their credit card in when they sign up and everything is automated to the first of the month from there. I just check my Stripe to make sure everything's going fine. So I built my business with me and automation. Mm -hmm. That was it. Um, now I have an assistant to my practice who does like the onboarding and the phone calls and a lot of the administrative work, but I just hired her three weeks ago. So we're talking almost two years of business with me and automations. And now that there is an operations side of my business, you know, payroll processing and all these different insurances and things. My husband is the COO of our business. Now he actually has operations to do for our business. But his role has really been developed over the last six months. And so we're growing it and scaling it as we go. And But we just started with me and automations. That's how it went. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think even with like the operational piece and making sure that you're utilizing like your tech is so important. And especially when it comes to a practice, I always think about like EHRs, right? Or EMRs. And so with that, leveraging it to its full capability for the automation inside of it, because it can, like it can definitely make a practice easier to run. You don't always have to have a person do a lot of the work. And so when you were thinking about workflows, processes, systems, how did you identify what you needed for automation and what are like what's some of the technology? So you talked about MailChimp, you talked about Calendly. Um, I'm curious to know how have you leveraged maybe even like your EHR system for the folks who are listening? So what's been the key for your automations to where you've been able to get by and just now hiring some actual people, people help? Yeah, the scheduling was a big part, right? Mm -hmm. I needed the scheduling to be pretty seamless. I needed people to be able to enroll. Um, the website was huge. Okay. So that was something I did not skimp on. I did a lot of do it yourself as we, as we opened, but that was something that I was like, the website has to be pristine. It has to be top grade a, you know, that when they click and roll through my website, everything needs to be a seamless process from there. So my website designer was huge and just making sure the website not only looked beautiful, but it functioned easily and integrated with my EMR, which is really her just putting a backlink right onto the website where it clicks and it goes through, but, um, and also selecting the right EMR for me and my mm -hmm. business. So I, that, that was a huge decision, um, an important decision to make sure I selected the electronic medical record that did have everything I needed all in one place. I know for me, 
I have some of my colleagues who use multiple components, like they'll have the EMR and then they'll use something else for texting and they'll use something else for email. For me, I needed and desired one system that had it all built into one. I needed it to be as as simple and streamlined as possible. Mm -hmm. And I found the EMR that was the right fit for me. So when I tell you the the billing, the texting, the emailing, as the medical record, the prescribing, everything is all through my EMR. So it's literally my website, my laptop, uh, Calendly, and and my yeah, that's pretty much it. And it's very straightforward. And I built all the automation, so my patients get the text reminders and email reminders the day before, the hour before, all of that. I don't have to think about any of it. I set it and forget it. So I did all that work on the front end. Good, good. What EHR system do you use, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah. So what I use now, and it's specifically for membership practices, mm-hmm. um, it's called Hint All in One. It, it used to be called Arrow DPC. Um, it was recently acquired by a company called Hint. So now it's called Hint All in One. So that is the EMR I use. It works really well for me. Okay, nice, nice. So tell me more about mission and vision. You know, so what are you growing into, especially? I know that you have some special things coming up and on the wellness side and the work that you're doing too. So tell me more about the direction that you're moving. Yeah, so the mission for my practice is helping to prevent and reverse chronic disease, transitioning to and maintaining your healthiest lifestyle. And everything I do and everything I add and scale has that mission at heart. And this all started with when I first was in med school, I thought I wanted to be an OBGYN, an OB-GYN. But then I sat in my medical school lectures and almost every lecture as we went through the different diseases, almost everyone was tied to obesity Mm -hmm. and almost every chronic disease people of color, African-American people were number one or highest up on the highest on uh, when we broke down the epidemiology of chronic diseases. And I found that to be frustrating. And I'm a woman of faith. And God told me, well, if you're mad about it, do something about it. And I just shifted my whole. <laughs> I, love, I love when God steps in like, listen, listen, listen. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm sitting over here boiling about the fact that Blacks are number one. Like, stop being mad. Do something about it. Um, and so I, I shifted my whole passion from OB-GYN to primary care and family medicine and with a wellness focus. That's a big part of what I do. So I do personalized wellness plans in my practice. I do wellness events in Las Vegas. Um, we have Sweat with the Doc is our upcoming mm-hmm. CrossFit event coming up this weekend. But I do these free wellness events. We've gone hiking. We've gone dancing. We've done African dance together. And it really started building into something more than just my medical practice, because a lot of people that would attend the wellness events were not necessarily my private practice patients. And they'd say, oh, well, I, my primary care is covered, but I need this wellness and I need a community of people where I can be accountable and, and have different ways to have fun getting fit, right? And which is a big part of what I, I try to make it fun for people. And I try to give people different ideas on how to make wellness a part of just a continuum and not like a fad diet. And so that led to our newest branch of our business, which is the She Inspires Wellness Community, which is a wellness community for busy professional women, a global community where we'll be able to transition to and maintain our healthiest lifestyle together in community. So I'm really excited about that and how that will grow into national wellness events and what we've, what we've grown here in Las Vegas to now be in other cities. So that's, that's the newest, most exciting part. And definitely for any of your listeners that join um, the She Inspires Wellness community, if any of them are interested, we do have a discounted membership um, available Black Friday. 
until December 1st. So anyone who joins before December 1st will have a half off grandfathered uh, membership right to our community. Yeah, amazing, amazing. You know, one of the things that I always preach is the burnout piece, the balance piece, making sure that you're filling your cup up first, especially when you're trying to grow a business. And if you are not not taking care of yourself first, then the dreams, the mission, the vision, um, you know, the work that you're doing in the world will not happen because you'll be so tired. So I love, I love, I love the fact that you have this wellness piece that you focus on and that people are even outside of being your patients are like, hey, you know, I might already be good primary care wise, but this wellness piece is so important, especially when it comes to people of color. Um, you know, we definitely need more things like this too. So I just, just this interview has been amazing. I love the fact too, just even with like the operations piece that you're talking about, the business model, like the automations, the team piece, you know, and definitely leveraging everything that, um, yeah, yeah, just every, everything that you got going on, Dr. Jade is amazing. So, yeah. So what lasting words would you have for folks who might be listening um, especially when it comes to just being busy business owners and definitely trying to create something out of nothing and trying to grow and scale. And then I do have one more question for you after you finish with that. Yeah, of course. So um, one of my favorite quotes is fill your cup and serve others from the overflow. And I think a big piece is just us figuring out what fills our cup. And when mm -hmm. I work with busy professional women, a lot of times, a lot of them don't know what fills their cup. I know I love to work out. I know spirituality is important for me. Prayer and Peloton is my thing. But figuring out what fills your cup, what sets you on fire, what makes you feel absolutely amazing, because then we'll be able to serve others from the overflow. And most of the women that I work with are serving from an empty cup and it's just getting drier and drier and drier. Mm -hmm. So if there's one thing I could leave your audience with is what fills you up? What could you do regularly, daily, if possible? that could fill you up top of your morning before you start pouring out to others. And um, that has been a huge part of what has helped me for the longevity and just the joy that I am thankful to have every day. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's, it's the opposite almost. Like sometimes folks think to get ahead, you have to burn yourself out. You have to grind, you have to hustle, you have to work like all these crazy hours. You have to give away your boundaries because if not, then your patients are going to be mad, you know, where you'll get a bad review on Google. And what I love about everything that you're saying is actually you've given a lot of people permission with the five star reviews that, that you've gotten, with the fact that you're able to be there for your family, with the fact that the message turns on at 501, with the fact that you don't work weekends, you don't work evenings, and you still have a thriving practice. And on top of it, you've been able to step out into the world and help in a bigger way, you know, outside of the practice because your cup is so full. So it's different for everybody. Everybody defines balance differently. Everybody defines success differently. I know for me, I love to travel. Like that's the number one thing. If I can, I can travel, if I can take time off and be good, then that's my win. Right. And so that makes everything in the world better. And as long as even with the faith perspective, so the fact that you have such a strong it sounds like walk with God is amazing. So I just, I just love everything about this interview. And I hope that the folks who are listening actually act on 
what they're listening to and really pay attention to like the secret to success is boundaries, is filling up your cup, is not working all the extra hours, is giving your time, you know, giving yourself time and space and grace just to do the work that you're meant to do in the world. And then listening to God along the way as he's giving you instructions um, and just having the faith to definitely grow. So my last question for you, because I know you're at Multi Six and I would have to definitely throw this in here, but what is your plan to scale to seven if you want to scale to seven? And I'm curious to know about that. Yes, yes, we do plan to scale to seven. And so the big part that we're at in the scaling season is growing teams, mm-hmm. um, which is totally different from what I started with. When I started, it was me and automations, and I had a micro, what we call a micro practice model and perfecting that. And so basically now I'm looking to duplicate myself. And so we started with hiring the practice assistant, really taking the administrative aspects off. We look forward to when she outgrows her role and is able Mm -hmm. to be the practice manager and have other assistants under her. She looks forward to that growth potential. And for me, I'm now looking at other residents. I've been having conversations with other residents that are in training who are interested in not being employed doctors who may want to possibly join our practice straight from training. And I can then, you know, show them what I've been able to do and they can grow and eventually have their own space under our model. Franchising is also on the table. Um, Have lots of female physician friends in other cities who don't necessarily want to start this from scratch, but love what I'm doing and may want to join the movement. And so those are all things that are options. Definitely in Las Vegas, I'll be adding other physicians to our practice next year since my patient panel's um, almost full. I'll definitely be full in 2024 for my patient panel. Um, And so then I'll be able to grow one physician's panel at a time and we'll grow from there. Yeah, I love it. And I love it. When I looked at your business model, I was telling my director of operations, I was like, she's at multi six, she needs other providers in order to get to seven. And then of course, when it comes to operations, you know, that's definitely because you're so strong in it, that's going to be amazing. And so with the team and the franchising, all of it. And so when you start to talk about franchise and different providers, it's actually it's more of a multi million dollar business model, right, that you're sitting on, too. So I just love it. So great job. Great job. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of growth potential. Yeah. So where can folks find you? Yes. So social media, Instagram at Dr. Jade MD, D-R-J-A-D-E-M-D. If you're interested, if you're in Las Vegas, inspireprimarycare.com. No I in front of inspire is how you find me. But Dr. Jade MD at Instagram is really the hub of all of our social media and the information on how to join the She Inspires Wellness community is also at Dr. Jade MD. Great, great. I know you'll definitely be getting some folks. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it empowers you as the CEO of your practice. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure you subscribe, share the message, and leave a review. If you want more information and support in growing and scaling your practice, click the link in the show notes to take advantage of our free resources or apply to work with me directly. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.